Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. I'm Marshall. And hey, that's the community. It's not Nick. This is the community pub. I'm diving in tonight to the Kentucky Pumpkin Barrel Ale. You can follow us at HyperClean Store on most platforms. Best way to interact though is go to the HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook. Listen, I don't know about Kentucky knowing anything about pumpkins, but we do know they knew a little bit about barrels. So let's see how they do with a pumpkin barrel ale. Anybody ever uh, drink a beer that's been sitting in some uh, whiskey barrels or, you know, there's some uh, there's some Mexican lagers that have come out where they're, uh, you know, doing a little fermentation inside of tequila barrels. But uh, and there's stouts that will come out that have been sitting in whiskey barrels. There's different types of beers that uh, they'll let them, quote unquote, marinate in a sense inside of barrels. Anybody ever? Uh, Ever drinking one, Dustin? Or you, I don't think you probably you don't venture out that much. You and Lucas, now nah, I'm gonna vote both of you guys out on that. Scott, maybe though. Scott, are you my boy? I've had a few from Boulevard. Oh yeah, Boulevard. Yeah, they have a whole series of them, don't they? Yes, they do. I think they only had well, uh, they only had two of them at a time. They had the Bourbon Quad, and I think six six glass was also bourbon barrel age but i think i think they've added some sense then uh okay if anybody finds this in their area you gotta grab it kentucky bourbon barrel ale wow that just climbed up the list on my uh on my pumpkin ales that's a good beer yeah what do you got nick i've got that here in nashville but i've not tried it yet oh yeah oh go grab it man grab it and have it ready for next time man it's a great beer i bet yeah what are you sipping on tonight the last of my 18 pack of, of uh, Modelo Especiales. Ooh, okay. A little lime. Do you do a little salt and pepper on the rims or anything? Nah, I've just been chugging this stuff straight. I wish yeah. I had lime, though. That would be great. I just have, like, lime juice concentrate, and that ain't the same. Hey, what's that called where they do that full-dressed uh, rim on a, uh, on, a, uh, on a Mexican lager, and it's got all kinds of crazy stuff on it, Scott, right? It's got lime it's usually got some pepper you haven't had it like that where they dress out the rim of the uh the beer it's i think they call it dirty i'm not sure but it's like lime and uh it's this special seasoning i think that they also put on it i think it's called waste of time just give me my beer oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny uh all right let's hop into a question from the hyperclean specialist group this is a great one this was from mark First off, he asked about is, uh, you know, hyperclean glass safe on tent. Let's just let's just go ahead and say if in 2022, I, I don't know of any glass cleaner that people make that is not safe on tent. If there is a rare chance that the glass cleaner is not safe, you'll see a certain word in there that says ammonia. But most of the time it's ammonia free. And I just I don't know many just so we can go ahead and say is any glass clean. I don't know of any really on the market. If somebody goes, oh, I know one. Cool. There's one or two. But for the most part, companies don't put out anymore. It used to. It, that's kind of like an old wives tale. Most people don't put out glass cleaners anymore that have ammonia in it. Uh, great question, though, Mark. And then second question. 
And this is one that I want to toss out to the community because everybody's got their own process. Let's go around the room for 30 seconds or so. It's a pretty short, simple answer. But Lucas, do you reuse your ceramic coating applicators or they go in the trash? They go in the trash as soon as I'm done. As soon as you're done in the trash, Dustin. Uh, straight to the trash because I've tried to reuse them, throw them in degreaser and then reuse them again. But I find that when I'm waiting, when I'm laying the coating, it doesn't flash the same versus a brand new pad. So uh, it's always brand new for me. Okay. Nobody, I, I guess neither one of you ever flip it over to the other side. You don't get a, a, a second use. Not at all. Well, usually we end up doing that because it picks up some water out of a crack or something anyways. Mm -hmm. So we, we end up God using both Dustin. sides. Didn't we do car? a whole like series on you guys all told me, I think Joe cleans here. He was preaching it to prep is key. Prep's key, man. Prep's key. It, what are you talking about? You got water and cracks. Come on. It does not matter how much you blow that sucker out. When we're doing Uno jobs, we don't have time for that car to sit there for hours and dry out we're blowing it out and we're coating the sucker uh, and so if you if you swipe over some water you flip over to the other side yeah because if you try even if you blow it out blow that pad out with an air compressor and then try to reuse it it just screws up it, it just doesn't sweat bead as pure as we like mm. um and that's why i don't reuse pads a for whatever reason a used pad just doesn't doesn't react as well as a fresh pad, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I've had, I've experienced with Trey, if anybody's done this, and I did one time it happened at a training where the guy was about to wipe Trey on and a little bit of sweat just fell and trickled right off of his forehead, landed right as he went to go wipe over. Uno, you're right. If you grab a little bit of water, it's okay. You grab a little bit of water with Trey, you you get instant uh, instant fun. hardness and and these people had to actually sand off tray to it, it was so it instantly hardened that uh yeah don't mix water around tray definitely scott what about you man are you uh you tossing applicators or do you reuse them i have reused some on just some of the crap that i wanted to try it around like in my shop or garage like i've done like the fridge and i've done cabinets and so I have them around, and when I get done waiting for stuff to flash, sometimes I'll just put a little coat here and there to see how it stands up. Cool. Joe Clean? Mine's is uh, both sides, of course. So when I go to use it again, it is crispy on the opposite side. If, if I don't get it to the water quick enough. If I get it to the water quick enough, I'm using it because I put a little, what is that, waterless wash or whatever it is inside the bucket of water and I just throw my, my, my sponge in there. So I'm done. How many times do you reuse yours? As long as they are usable, meaning I can feel them and see if they're crispy or not. You can feel the fibers. So, okay. I mean, if me less than 20 minutes to coat a car, I still have enough time to put it in the, the water with the, you know, a little bit of wash soap in it and rinse it and then let it dry. I mean, it's worked for me so far. Cool. Appreciate it. All right, Pig Daddy. What's up, Pig Daddy? Pig Daddy, you're on mute. What about you, man? Do you reuse your applicators or do you toss them right after you get done? I'm I'm imagining on bikes, 
it's pretty quick to get a ceramic coating finish. So you might probably want to uh, reuse yours a couple times. I'm going to guess. Having trouble muting, unmuting. Oh, we got it. Cool. Get it. <laughs> oh yeah, I mostly reuse them unless like uh, they get crusty on one side. Use the other sides until it's all bad and throw them out. How how long do you reuse yours? Oh, I've I've gotten probably three four uses out of them on different things. Okay, cool, nice, like it. Thanks, man. Yeah. Ben, what about you, man? Are you reusing the applicators or are you tossing them? I've got a truck backing up beside me here, but um, I have yet to apply a ceramic coating yet. So I, I'd i assume it'd just be like my normal cloths where I toss them once I'm done with them. All right, man. What's on the agenda today? What are you working on? Uh Oh, let's see if I can. Well, no, audio. Talk about the audio. Audio. Uh, Don't worry about the video. Um, today at this account, it is a bunch of crane trucks and flat deck trucks that uh, they, uh, well, what am I doing here? Um, they deliver drywall supplies and stuff and insulation. And so that's what I'm doing here. And then after I leave here, I am heading to another yard and doing asphalt trucks, which is going to be a fun a ton or a ton of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> oh, always. <laughs> yeah. Is that a lot of high heat? Yes. Uh, for the asphalt trucks, I, uh, when I first get there, I soak them with diesel. Then I go over it with a mild soap to break down a diesel and then uh, hit it with 90 degree. Well, I don't know what it is in Fahrenheit, 90 degrees Celsius. Uh, so just shy of boiling water uh, with the hot water. And then that removes whatever excess tar and whatnot is there. And I do the best I can to make them as clear as possible. Yeah. Like I said, when we first start, you first started coming on, man, I, I used to love my uh, my customers that were like that. It was packaging companies, pipe companies, definitely here in Oklahoma. We had multiple pipe companies that make a lot of stuff for, you know, the oil fields, but actually is the way, uh, the way the windmills and all the, the wind energy has gone through here, Boone Pickens and everything that he did out through there. There's actually a lot of those companies too, that, that, that have, uh, you know, grown into that industry. And I used to love cleaning, clean those. I mean, we would definitely spray them down with heavy degreaser, I can drench them, brush them, clean them up. We were in and out. We we made really good money with with uh, container packaging companies. That's not uh, too bad as long as you're not working with a cheap company. <laughs> well, I mean, I think most detailers would say who uh, <laughs> would say that for for every one of their customers. We all would go. They're all great unless you're working with those cheap motherfuckers. <laughs> ben, you know what we found out? Don't tell Dustin. We found out what those those guys. Never mind. I'm not going there. That would be a bad joke. It'd be a bad joke. All right. Uh, Supreme clientele. What's up, man? Uh, glad you hopped in. What do you do? Do you toss your applicators or do you keep them? Oh, you're muted too. You're muted. Hey, there we go. Um, so if I do reuse them, it's like on trim. Um, you know, some of those vehicles, you know, they got the, the plastic trim. I'll just bang that out secondary on that usually. Okay. What about wheels and door jams? That's, that's where I'll weigh in my reuse. Cause I'd love reusing some, sh some stuff on, uh, you know, door jams and, uh, wheels. 
Is that yeah, what you I've, do? I've never just called trim. it jams, Just actually. trim. Yeah, I've never called it jams. That's a great idea, actually. Oh, you never coated jams? No. Oh, I love coating jams. I think that's the like, I think that's the butter. That's the cream. That's that extra when your customer comes in and you don't tell them, at least I don't. I don't ever tell them beforehand that I'm going to do it. And then when they pick it up, that's my extra like Joe clean, like, what's up? You know what? I also did your jams. And they're like, huh? I'm like, yeah. I've never coated jams. <laughs> oh, I love coating jams. Now, I'm telling you, I don't do the, I'm not pouring a bunch of product. on. I'm using what's on that applicator and maybe a little bit more, but I'm mostly trying to, at the end of it all, you know, you always, it doesn't matter if you got a saver type applicator that doesn't sink into the foam, you still got product that's on those microfiber, you know, fibers. And so I'll just do that and just go through and wipe them all. And then I'll come back and take a towel and wipe them back down. And then you tell a customer you coated their jams. They love it. And you know that it's not going to get a lot of abrasion and it's going to hold up really, really well. We all know too, that a jam that you do on a maintenance style customer it's a lot easier if you got some coating on there. Let me tell you about it. There's a reason why I do it. All right, cooking with Nick. What's on the menu tonight? First off, use them till they're crispy and toss them. Um, but I'm going to try to make homemade pizza. I'm making dough right now. Um, just stop in the store, got some chicken, cheese, uh, Alfredo sauce, and crushed tomatoes. I'm gonna make four make whole pieces. We'll see what what I come up with. First one's gonna right, so make chicken. So, Nick, are you usually on your pizza? Are you usually an Alfredo guy, or are you a traditional tomato pasta guy? I think I like white pizza sauces better. Alfredo oh, yeah. sauces. Is it is it normally what what topping do you normally go with? Chicken, um, yeah. garlic, spinach. If I have it. Oh, Alfredo and spinach. You guys have a CC's around you? That's what I used to do all the time. I'd go to CC's and be like, I need a, I need that extra where you, if you can go through the line of CC's, but then you can also do that. Like, does anybody have CC's or nobody knows what I'm talking about? I've got one around, around, but like, we don't have one. Okay. You can go through that line and then you can request a special, at least you used to. I've been CC's in a long time, but you used to. And I used to love to go through there and be like, oh, okay, this is great. But I really want a Alfredo cheese and pepperoni. Oh, yeah, I used to love that too. Cooking with Nick. Good call. Derek, man, glad you hopped in. Good to see you. Uh, We're talking about, uh, well, a very intense discussion. Do you continue to use your microfiber applicators after you've coated a vehicle or do they immediately get tossed? Well, most of the time they get tossed, if I'm being honest, um, because we do appreciate I mean, honesty. Oh, we yeah, always do you know, pub. Honesty is the it, best policy, right? Well, Everybody knows. Usually, usually what ends up happening is um, I know a lot of the last couple car uh, vehicles that we coated. I did the trim as well. And um, if it's an older vehicle, the, a lot of times the applicator will kind of get black from like the older trim. So then it gets kind of grungy. So I usually just toss them. But I have flipped them over and used them on like wheels. Um, I have coated the jams sometimes, but I don't always do it. But 
if you're a real detailer, do you guys also coat the trunk jams? Like where the little uh, gunnels are, so the water... Yeah. That's, no, that's, Joe Clean is move. shaking his head. Listen, no, Joe Clean no, is Joe. officially certified. No. Uh, he's freshly certified, and he is he's shaking his head. He did not learn sh- that in the IDA training. They- yeah, no way. He did not learn that, Derek. Nope. <laughs> hey, Joe, did you say uh, who certified you? I can't remember. Mike Phillips. <laughs> the guy that tried to flunk me. <laughs> I'm serious. This is the joke I still have with Mr. Phillips. He tried to fail me on, on the skills validation because... I'd missed, I think three or something. And he, he called, uh, was a PNS guy. And he was like, Hey, come over here, Bob. He was like, Hey, come over. And like Bob shoved over and was like, Hey, he missed, I think three is, is that passing at 80%? And I was like, Bob, what the hell's going on here, man? <laughs> like what the hell's going on here? Why am I being like, geez. Yeah. Ooh. So I still give old Mike a, a hard time. He sends me messages of beer. He's drinking. I send him messages of beer. I'm drinking. Uh, we like Mike. Yes, Mike's a drinker, man. I like. Yeah, hell yeah. Great guy. Love it. Uh, Greg, are you here? I don't think so. Greg's not with us. All right, uh, Derek. Did you say what you were drinking? Because I'm telling you what, I'm going to beer number two. This is the Kentucky pumpkin barrel l and i'm telling you if you find it up there it's a must grab anybody that likes anything pumpkin must grab it's a great beer i gotta get some i gotta get some of that shipyard shipyard pumpkin head because i keep seeing it around and uh oh dude i'm drinking. excited well who was it that sent him oh it was brandon from tim's brandon, brandon. from tim's found it in uh in his place mm-hmm. but kevin uh the too. guy that brought me the shipyard shirt at mobile tech mm-hmm. and the hat mm-hmm. He went to the the shipyard brewery and and is sending me some shipyard itself because we don't we can't get it here. It's gone. I, Remember last year I was like, I never found it. And then this year I'm like, it's gone. We don't we can't get shipyard here. Oh, it's all day. Tonight I'm drinking Trogues. Um, that's a brewery, it's out of Pennsylvania. They're a lucky hauler. It's their uh Regular, just hazy IPA, but then I also like you, Marty, has a little bit more of my fest from uh, Asbury Park Brewing Company. So, uh, my little oh. side beer. Mm-hmm. Here's my little side beer for tonight. The hazy bear hugger the other night. Yeah, hazy bear hugger. That's uh, from Goose Island. Anybody in the Chicago area, you can go out to Goose Island. It's a popular uh, brewery. It's good beer. Good beer, definitely. All right, guys. So let's uh, let's ask something that uh, I'm curious about, because uh, it's a question that I had in a discussion earlier this week. What's something you wish people knew about detailing? It's a very broad question. It's very open ended. Who is people? Don't know. You define people. Right. So I'll go around the room the way we did a second ago. We'll go Lucas, Dustin, Scott, Joe Clean, and we'll keep going. All right, Lucas, how? What is one thing? What's something you wish people knew about inside of detailing? The amount of time that it can take to clean something properly. I feel like uh, the more people that know how long something can take, if it's pretty bad, the 
the more eager they'd be to understand why why some of us charge what we charge versus the because I don't think most people intend to be cheap when they're uh, calling for details. Some certainly will never see the value, but I think some once they see what it takes to get a car as close to perfect as you can get it, they're they'll they'd open their eyes a little bit more and see why we charge what we charge. Okay, cool, man. Thank you, Dustin. I wish they knew that their steering wheel contains more germs and bacteria than the average like public toilet seat. Yeah, I believe that if more people understood that, <laughs> they would they would need they would be like, man, I need to get my car detailed more often. That is that is true. It's crazy the amount of germs that are on and inside the car. And I don't think to your point, I don't think people understand how much time they're actually in their vehicles. Yeah. Yeah. And what's interesting is some of the, like the doctors and people that are, you know, we'll just say it mask wearers and stuff like that. They have some (laughs) filthy cars, dude. And they're like geeked out about going out in public and whatnot. It's like, bro, look at, look at your car, man. This thing is like, or realtors back yeah covered in bacteria (laughs) so uh yeah so i I think and and that was actually a a legitimate study done you could google it um and there will be a study that pops up of how your steering wheel is filthier than a toilet seat and i I think think there's i think some people said filthier than a public toilet seat yeah yeah it's like over 700 different types of bacteria Dude, and you want to talk, I mean, everybody that's up in the Northeast, y'all get it. We don't hear, I mean, we don't have many public toilets. For me, it was eye-opening, Joe, when I came over to Florida and you go to a beach, like public toilets at a beach, I mean, it's lines, and then you get in and you're like, "Mm, mm." (laughs) like, you're just holding, you can't breathe, and if you breathe, you're holding a shirt over it. I mean, it's it's like a porta potty. That's what we have here. We got porta potties and the public toilet at the beach in Florida, Joe Clean. Woo, that's some rough stuff. Oh, it's mm, it's rough. All right, Scott, what about you, man? What's something you wish people knew about detailing? That it's not a car wash. I'm so sick of people rolling up saying how much you charge for a wash. You've been across the street. You've been watching me working on this car for six hours. It's not a car wash. That's my biggest, biggest fight. Mm, that is a big one. That is a big one. Nick and I talk a lot. Is is car washing the, you know, on that local car wash down the street? Is that the biggest competitor to the detailing industry? That's such a great question. Uh, Scott, I appreciate you saying that. I really want to know. I'm curious. Uh, way off topic, but. Lucas, did did you get that extra VW? The extra one? Yeah. Oh no, not yet. I'm I'm thinking about it. I got a few different things in the works. Uh, okay, <laughs> I don't know. It just popped in my head. It just popped in my head. I yeah, I remember I'm that post, and I was like, I can't um, remember. I'm actually trying to go buy a Duramax. Hopefully this week. Oh, oh shit. no! 
<laughs> oh, no. yeah, I'm gonna bring it down to West Virginia and show uh, Duster a thing or two about a real truck. Uh, oh no, no! Hey, listen. Yeah, apparently, Lucas, yeah. if you do, just make sure you get an extra transmission and carry it in the uh, pack. You or... don't need it. That there, Allison. <laughs> that Allison six-speed. Well, that's the most reliable part of any truck ever made. I don't know about that. If you bring it down here, we we get you dialed in just right on that thing. Uh huh. Oh yeah, I'm mm. sure you would. <laughs> Scott, what's your take on the old uh, Dodge truck guy? I mean, are you, are you a truck owner? I am not currently, but I am a Dodge Grand Caravan. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I don't have kids. <laughs> but I, do like to, I do love to point out to uh, a lot of uh, Challenger and Charger owners with exhaust that they put exhaust on the same freaking motor I have in my Grand Car Caravan. It's always fun. All right, so talk us yeah. through the caravan without kids, man, because I don't, I didn't know what to say when you go. I mean, you go, I'm a caravan guy. I go, okay, but then you go, I don't have any kids. And I go, oh, I, you got to explain that, man. When, uh, when our Grand Cherokee got up to over 200,000 miles and I thought, mm, we need something else for road trips and whatnot, and I wasn't going to pay 40, 50 grand for another SUV. So we had rented a couple Grand Caravans to, to road trip out to see my brother-in-law. And they were great on the road. They have the stow-and-go seating, so you can fill the back of them with whatever you need. And I thought for a vehicle that I could detail out of, we can road trip in. Okay. And so yeah. I paid 16 grand for it seven years ago. No issue. Chicken dinner. I said winner, oh. winner right there. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, the girls, when you pull up in that thing, they don't. <laughs> They don't even know you're there. <laughs> they have no clue. So when we were talking about sexiest vehicles a couple a couple weeks ago, you'd be like, hey, if you don't want that. Now, keep in mind, it is an RT. Oh. And I don't oh. know what that really means on a Grand Caravan. I, I, I don't want to start throwing out guesses. But. I think the RT but is it, just it, for the interior package. And like what kind of extra little goodies you get for the interiors because the motors are all yeah. the same in them they're all the pentastars yeah they're all the pentastars it's a it's black leather with red stitching there you Ooh. go so we got that it's got remote start the power doors both sides power lift gate it's got power, the DVD. power sliding doors yep oh I, I, i'll be honest with you I, i'm probably gonna buy another one just because it's been so freaking practical and it gets 30 miles per gallon on the highway. Oh. I love the wife chiming in from the outside. Yeah. 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 yeah, we're talking about the minivan. Anna's got mileage. I love it. And she was like, uh, there's no way I'm driving a freaking minivan until we took one road tripping. And she's like, all right, I consider it. <laughs> I can't get her to let me buy a freaking station wagon, but she'll, she'll drive a minivan. You're not getting a wagon. Oh, I love it. I've got a question next that I think I already know what your answer is going to be. And oh, it's going to be a minivan. I already know. I already know. I love it. I love it. And, and you're right. I mean, it's hard as detailers for us to think of minivans other than, oh, shit. Right? Like, that's the first thing I always, what do you drive? A minivan? Oh, shit. Like you just know the work that's going to go into it. So it's awesome to hear that a detailer is also using a minivan and driving a minivan. So 
Nicely done, man. And I can see how they would be extremely practical. I know so many people would love to be able to walk away from the detail, click a button and have everything open up and they could just throw it all in. So I think it's a great choice. It's great, but yeah, it, uh, it definitely, it hits in places you don't want it to, but it, it always cracks me up. The people that say I'll never drive a minivan. It's like, you've got five kids. You need a minivan. Sorry. I did not need a minivan, <laughs> but I'm, I'm happy and I'll probably have another one. All right. So Derek, I think it's official, right? I think we can officially go. We've got a minivan guy. We got the Dodge guy. The Toyota we got Dodge guy. truck guy. And I mean, we've got we got Mini Cooper guy. Mini Cooper guy. We got Mini Cooper guy. We've officially have a minivan guy. Minivan guy. Sounds and like listen, Scott, you nailed your case. Absolutely. Like, I completely listen. I I totally understand. I totally understand. Uh and speaking of a speaking of another minivan guy, I think, right? Like the other minivan guy that's going to support you, Scott, just hopped right in. Great. Chris, man, thanks for hopping in. Minivan guy. All right. Uh, Joe Clean. What, what about you, man? What's the one thing you wish? And listen, Scott, 100%, man, I'm with you. <laughs> the the entertainment package in some of these minivans is insane. <laughs> right? Like. As detailers, like I said, we kind of always chop at minivans, but when you really think of the practicality of them, dude. Hey, have you guys cleaned one of the new Pacificas yet? That's what my next one is. Those things are freaking notch. They are so good. Freaking amazing how luxurious the interior they are for a minivan. They're legit. Mm. They have zero sex appeal at this point. At this point, I've got I've got four other cars, and I'll use one of those to try to get me up to that level. But I'm okay with with the minivan as my daily. They have rumored that they might put the Hellcat engine in there, and that'll take if, it to a whole new level. If they just put a V8 one, I'd be happy with it. But <laughs> yeah. just tear the front end out. Someone had a concept picture, and I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> I mean, Dustin, I I thought you boys took care of that already. What? <laughs> Swapping out some engine, making minivan oh. hot rod. Oh, I mean, that'd be cool. I mean, if they, they came out with a Hellcat minivan, I mean, you're dude. in. God damn dude. it. Hell yeah. I'm, and you still I'm, got I'm the I'm one in the driveway. Talking. I get it. All right. Get, yeah. Yeah. The one in the driveway. No, we're all rolling. Everything is running in the driveway. Uh, so that's a plus. I did go out this morning and I went to turn the key over and it just goes click. Oh, the, the cold mm. front came in. Yeah, it was and uh, yeah, the, the starter side battery because the truck's got two batteries. Click. So, so the Jeep, if y'all remember, I had a little. I've had a couple things lately. One of them was a starter. I had to replace the starter, and the other day, mine did the same man. thing. I go, "How the hell? I just replaced my starter." Like, and he, I had to take it in, and it was a sensor. And they oh. had to clean a sensor, and I go, "God damn it." Can a detailer not clean the engine and keep their sensors clean? Like, what the hell? I mean, it could be worse. I had a, I had one of my headlights out, so I ordered a new set of bulbs. You know, the bright LED LED bulbs off Amazon, no big deal. And so they come in today. I replaced this battery, and now my other headlight works. 
Weirdest shit ever. <laughs> so I got bulbs. Go dodge. Go dodge. You're, You're right. pleading your case even better, Dustin. Love it. Go dodge that guy. I love the, the dodge electrical problems. It's, it's great. Life's great over here in Dodge World. Hey, listen, I'm the same way, right? Like we've talked about the <laughs> amount of rain that goes into my Jeep. If I've got so many different things right now, I've got a traction control. I get it back from the mechanic and now I have a traction control light that shows up. I'm like, it's not even raining. How's that possible? <laughs> Dodge and their electrical problems, man. What the heck? <laughs> I don't know. All right, Joe Clean. What about you, man? What's one thing you wish people would know about detailing? All right, I got two parts. Whoa, well, hold on. Yeah. Why are we going two parts here? All right, from the start. I had three. Because only I Joe. Oh. Only Joe. But <laughs> what, what came to me when he first asked the question is, um that details will realize that they can be themselves you know that's the point of view that i took i wish in detail that detailers know that this instagram world that you got going on your end game is your main concern not what you use and how you use it and blah 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 okay that's one but my second part is in detail i wish that everybody realized that they should use my service <laughs> <laughs> Joe, only Joe, and I love it, Joe. Nicely done, man. Cheers to Joe. Here's the community, Joe. I love it, man. Great job. Great job. All right. What's up, Pig Daddy? In the motorcycle world, man, what uh, what do you wish most people knew about detailing? Yeah, well, I guess some of mine got taken already, so we'll go with uh, the maintenance side, keeping them clean and Having me having someone come and properly clean them, I guess. <laughs> I would imagine, right? Like you, you could play a lot of heavy on, you know, you you're enjoying your your ride, your motorcycle. Why would you ever have a dirty? Like <laughs> such a special baby. Why why ever have a dirty? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On the maintenance package, stuff like that. I guess be the one. And when yeah, when you got to clean it, go to Pig Daddy for a coating. That way, uh, it's so much easier to keep it clean. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to sell one. <laughs> I like it, man. Great job. Great job. All right, Ben, in Canada. Oh, Canada. What, uh, what do you wish people would know about detailing? I'd have to say it's the acquired knowledge of what you can use on all the different types of surfaces. Uh, I have yet to use any of your guys' products yet. Uh, it's no a worries. goal sooner or later. Uh, but it's not as easy. Well, I don't know. We found out we, we every once in a while we open up Canadian, you know, the, to the Canadians, and then every time it's like, oh wait, we had to pay like 130 bucks, 180, <laughs> 200 to get it out of customs. Like, why does Canadian government charge extra for customs? Because not everybody else does. You can ship stuff to Mexico and other places. Like it seems to be a massive extra charge that the Canadian government does for everything. Uh, like anything that comes through the border. It's got to pay for that healthcare, right? Oh, somehow. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just bought, uh, I want to make uh, stickers, right? And so I bought 250 sheets of uh, labels, of, like just regular eight, eight and a half by uh, 11 sheets of paper. And it cost me $55 to get it shipped from wherever it is in the States to me. And I live like literally a half hour from the border. Um, I think if I am to order stuff from you guys, I'm going to ship it to my father-in-law who works uh, just north of Seattle. And then uh, he lives up here with us. And so I'll just get him to drag the stuff back over and 
see if he gets hit with duty or not. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's a viable thing. We do it multiple times. There's plenty of people that are close to the border. We ship stuff up to the border and then they just have it walked across or driven across. Well, now uh, we don't need to be uh, vaccinated to be able to cross the border because that just got lifted October 1st. Wow, congratulations, and then, man. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd have to say it is uh, the acquired knowledge of everything. It's not as easy as just going to the dollar store and finding a, a cheap soap, or I guess it's stronger than a soap, and just dousing everything down and uh, having streaks afterwards that you're now stuck with. <laughs> wow, dude, that's true. Here we have this place called Walmart. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. that's what a lot of people say is don't go down to Walmart. Um, I'd, well, for me, if I need something off the shelf, I go to a place called Canadian Tire, which is basically a Walmart, but it has, um, it has tools so, like uh, car stuff. Uh, you can buy like all sort like car parts from it and stuff like that. You can buy also dishes and uh, like pots and pans, like all sorts of stuff, except for groceries. It's a great store. It's a lovely store. But um, if I need something off the shelf, I'll typically, typically go there. Uh, my go-to that I have been using before was Adams polishes and they just started uh, picking that up and that's easy to just grab it off the shelf rather than having to go uh, hunt down my uh, rep for that. Dude, that's awesome. Sounds like a great store. It's like, uh, you know, not the exact same, but it's similar to the way me as a guy from Oklahoma has gone into other States and I go into gas stations and I go, wow. You guys sell a lot of crazy stuff here. I can go into the gas station and get a bottle of liquor. Huh? Makes sense. Let's do it. Is here in Oklahoma, we don't ever do that. I mean, there's, no? there's there's randomness things that can can go uh -oh. along. So it sounds like you got a great little spot. All right, Kevin. What about you, man? Uh, if you wish somebody up there in the Northeast knew about detailing, what do you wish? Uh, I would probably say how physical it is. I, I, I don't think even detailers at some point, right? Because you oh, get the dude, young detailers, you're right. Absolutely. I'm a little old, yeah, They're going to do it for the box. So even hands, hands is starting to play into the picture. So it's like, wow, you know, um, you know, the, the, the normal ones, the quick back when you're coming out of an interior, you're like, ooh, you know, you got a little hunchback. But I think the physicality, people don't understand what level because we're in some weird angles at times you know so listen kevin <laughs> I, I i tell every detailer that struggles with any type of body pain that they should go to youtube on the weekend and search out yoga now i found somebody i love that's yoga with adrian she's down in texas somewhere she's been at it for many years i like the way she rolls it's really easy and it's not too intense yoga is the ultimate way that you start stretching out your lower back your hammies all that type of stuff which you're right man most people don't realize and this is why i i i joked with it years ago but i'll i'll regularly say it if you got a salesman or some guy that's coming to push products from you and he's got a big old belly ask him to get in the back of a honda accord or a honda civic and clean that back glass Yep. Just ask him if he's ever done it. I, I mean, anybody want to want to question if they can? I mean, we all know how difficult it is to work inside of a car, Kevin. So I love that you brought that up, man. Absolutely. 
Yeah, it is very strenuous. And it was just a big reason why I went into the car wash world. I bent down onto a lower rocker panel and I felt a tweak in my back and I go, and I absolutely love this, but there's no way I, I just knew at a young 20 something year old kid, 24, my body's not going to sustain it. It's not, yes. it's a very laborsome task. Definitely, Definitely, man. Great one. All right. Cooking with All Nick. Right. What's, uh, what's it looking like? And then what do you wish that most people knew about detailing? I, uh, I'll start with food. Um, the dough is made, the dough's got to rest for a little bit. It's got to, it's got to rise and proof for like 45 minutes before I can roll it out. Um, I'm about 15 minutes into that. Um, it's going to be a minute on that. I'm working on all the uh, other ingredients, chicken, cheese, all that right now. All um, right. So I know you're into like, you got to do it all yourself, but have you ever ventured out into some of that pre-made dough? I, I love the Trader Joe's has a, uh, like a ball of dough that you can throw out. This yeah. is something I used to love to do with my kids when I have them for the weekend. It was something we would do almost every weekend because it's a great fun thing. Anybody got kids go to Trader Joe's and they got this little bag of dough and you can spread it out, throw cheese and sauce on it. And the kids get to make their own dough, throw it into the oven. It's pretty decent. Dog, if anybody has any food recommendations for anything, send them my way. I'm, of course. Like, <laughs> the only reason I end up making everything by myself is because I'm too lazy to go search how, like, what's the best one and all that. But I do have a Trader Joe's near me, and like, oh, if if I can go buy a really good dough, so be it. I, I'd love to have that in my back pocket for when I don't want to make it because I never really want to wait an hour to let dough rise, but um for the detailing question I, i'm gonna say like I, I wish the general public had a better understanding of how much knowledge and skill and experience and research goes into the upper echelon of detailing like the upper wow you know okay. just idiosync idiosyncrasies of like the highest end paint correction and coatings and PPF and all of that and just how different that is you say I'm a detailer and it's, it's, it's almost like saying um I just wash cars to the general public they don't know any better I wish they did okay I wish they did so we could get more respect cool man appreciate it all right Derek what about you man what do you wish most people especially as you know you're kind of new new gig over the past months you're getting a lot of probably different people that come in. So I'm really curious about this as well as you've got customers. So what do you, what do you wish most people knew about detailing? Well, like Mrs. Joe clean, two things. Oh, hold on. Joe clean. Oh. Look at you rubbing off. I'll tell you it's, what. <laughs> number one. I, and this might hurt might offend some people, but I wish most people knew that coatings were not force fields because I still get customers that just want to get a coating. And then when I try to deep in and figure out what they're trying to do, they want to just coat their vehicle and never wash it and be happy again. And they don't want to do maintenance. And I'm like, God, Derek, why do you trouble. think that is? Do you think it's been in proper marketing from marketing. Some yes. of the companies Mark over the years oh, who yes. really wanted to push something and they just were so great at marketing that? It forced the industry, which Chris, come on, mm -hmm. back me up on this. That yep. is what they should do. And we would applaud them of going great job, mm -hmm. guys. You did a really great job of marketing, right? Like, but do you think that's why people do that? Or 
or is it YouTube? Is it, you know, improper, you know, people that they watch on YouTube that talk yes. about it and they're, they're hitting stuff and they're doing things like, what do you I, think is, I mean, why are people having that view? I think it's a little bit of like you're saying all of the above. It's like that, not that name to name, but that one company that went really hard. It's a lot of YouTubers. I mean, a lot of these companies, like they'll put, um, the, you know, how long the coating's going to last on the bottle. And it's, it's, you know, a lot of people just, they, they they look at as soon as the bottle and they go three years, it's definitely going to last three years. I don't do anything in my car for three years. I'm good to go. And I'm just like, it's, it's, I, I compare it a lot of times to uh, like going to the gym. You don't go to the gym one time and all of a sudden you're a bodybuilder. It takes, you have to keep up, keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. And then eventually, you know, you'll see results. But I, I just tell a lot of customers. Uh, I mean, I, some people I've seen over the last year plus suddenly like bulk up and it's like, holy yeah. shit, where'd that come from? Yeah. Like, hey, you know, some of it might be a little so bit of that, you know. Sometimes yeah. you might need to do that, huh? Yeah. It's called test and TRT. No. <laughs> Non-natural. Now, <laughs> now, the other thing uh, since I was working in the store is I we had a lot of guys that want what they see on YouTube like now. They want all of that stuff now and i literally we were, i did a uh, we did a paint correction training last weekend and i was i was the teacher i taught the class and stuff it was really good um i think the biggest thing that a lot of guys i was telling them was like i was listening it takes a long time to start getting into knowing like what you need to do as far as like the customer calls up and tells you what kind of car it is and you just you kind of already know in your head what you're going to be doing like it takes time you're not going to do this class and then the next day you're going to be the best paint correction specialist and coding specialist ever like you need to get some stuff under your belt and then eventually that all will come but a lot of these guys they want this they all they see is that big dollar amount they know they want to get 1200 for a car so they want to learn code, uh, paint correction so they can go get it like tomorrow and i'm like nice. oh, it takes time and that was like trying to get into some of these guys heads it just was hard it was hard they just didn't want to hear it They're like oh okay cool and then they I'm getting messages on Instagram going like, oh, I did this, 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 it didn't work. And I'm like, bro, you got to figure it out, man. That's not, you're not going to learn this overnight. Like, That's that's great advice, man. That is great advice. And it is true because, right, it made it seem like it was so easy. Just open up your correction and coding specialist and boom, big time. Yeah. Absolutely. So I get it. I get the, uh, I get the, and Dustin, as we talked earlier this week, right? Like, but it just wasn't sustainable, right? That model just never was sustainable when you ever can go into, there's no way economy stays high all the time. It just doesn't happen. So it's not sustainable to go into times that it might be difficult. Can't do it. All right, let's move over to Phoenix. It looks like, wow, it's getting a little dark there in Phoenix, huh? It's 820 here in Oklahoma. Makes it what, 620 there? And you're already getting dark. Yeah. Yep, it automatically changes. It's crazy here. <coughs> yeah, I, mm -hmm. the, as the sun rotates, you're right. It does automatically change. <laughs> yeah, no, a no. lot faster. A lot faster. <laughs> anyway, did I get away with that? The sun rotates? Y'all let me get away yes. with that? The sun rotates? Or does it <laughs> well, technically, I'm last. <laughs> It's technically, dark over here. <laughs> technically, Kentucky pumpkin barrel ale is ten percent. Let's just go ahead and oh, let's just go ahead and throw that out as I'm already oh. most of the way. So the sun's not the only thing rotating. There <laughs> you go. There you go. 
right, John, what do you wish most people would uh, know about detailing? I think every single person will understand this. I wish they knew they didn't have to lie to us Mm. about how long it's been, what spill it was, or that they don't know. They don't have to lie to us. Mm. So why do you think people do, John? Well, for instance, I had I've asked two different people just recently because I happened to hear it and I said, "Why do you think that you have to lie?" Well, I just don't want you to charge me more because this is what this person did, which that's what I've seen before. The other side is, honestly, talk to a guy that was just so anal about his vehicle. He just sent me a picture of his vehicle that I couldn't even believe. It took my breath away because I couldn't believe he ever let it get to that point because he would see one dog fur and he'd be cleaning that thing up for hours. He called me up and says, it's been a while, which to him, a while is it's been two weeks. And he called me up. I mean, is his, that ever a thing you just want to hear? Hey, it's he's been a while. Hey, it's <laughs> been a while. Like, God damn it. No, no. I think it's embarrassment because eventually they get tired. They're like, I, I just, I feel bad that it got this bad. And honestly, I've never met any judge, any detail that ever judged anybody and said something bad. I'm like, I don't care. I'm, I'm you just tell me what it is. It makes it easier for me to clean it and help you to. So I just wish people need to be honest. All right. I love it. And I love it because it's completely true. And also the next person to your, uh, well, the way you're facing me, it's to your left. To me, it's to your right is Chris. And I really want to ask that question to Chris. Like, okay, that's a big problem. We, I think a lot of people hear that. So how does technology, quote unquote, or how can we preemptively, if we know so many people are going to have that issue, how can we, is that a package? Is that a website? Is that a, what's the answer to, how can I presuppose that people might have that issue and I can already have it handled? It is. Um, in terms of like what the issue is of in terms of they don't have to lie. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. I mean, is there a way if if as you've gone around throughout the industry and seen different people's as you've built websites, have you seen different people's packages? Have you noticed any way that people have been able to combat that issue where they go, hey, you know, (laughs) it's already handled in the package? Yeah, I mean, um, people don't know what they want until you show them. And if you show them a realistic like this is your car with light imperfections, medium imperfections, and heavy imperfections. They'll never pick the heavy imperfection, right? They're never going to click that. They think their car's perfect. You know, they don't know any better. Um, so you can always kind of use stuff visually to kind of guide people along the way. And I'm sure that's not the, the proper answer, but, you know. No, but it could be, right? Like if, so let's walk through a website, All right? Let's walk through if. If that's the kind of the entryway, which I'm going to guess that's where you're going to recommend most people come to a website to see something so that they buy the service. Have you guys ever done something like that where you can preemptively handle that for somebody? Yeah, we've got like, um, we're working on some stuff where people can kind of choose their level of car or Sean Gervais at Orbis X always had that, right? Of like, pick your level of car on his form, right? And like you pick the, the the tier of what how bad your interior is or how bad your exterior is. Like I think pieces like that on the 
on your website can kind of help pre-qualify people to understand like, hey man, you're walking into like a 250 interior, not a $60 whip and wash. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, Let's toss this back and forth because I love it. John, does that, what do you think about that? I, I think he's right. I, I mean, it's just it's two different things. Okay. So how would you like to have it handled for you? What's a way that it could be handled to where somebody comes onto your side or somebody comes on to get information about you? How would you find that best handled? I, I don't even really know. I, I, I don't, I mean, it, it just, well, I don't either. I, it's a big problem, though, right? Yeah, I think every is. single person struggles with that, right? All right, Chris. No, I'm just teasing. I, I don't know the right answer. I mean, we listen, we think we're the best website designers in the world, but they're, they're always changing. They're always improving, you know, so I would just say that, you know, kind of going back to your original question, your original question, could you just say it one more time? No, I'm going to say, hey, when you all see that on Detailers Roadmap, hey, you all remember community? There we go. <laughs> when he's got the answer for it, just, hey, oh, go, just raise your toast and go, community. Community. <laughs> so the original question, though, let's, let's dive out of John's question. Let's just go to the original question. Good call. Chris, what do you think you wish most people would know about detailing? So I'm going to come at it from a completely different perspective. And what I'm going to say is just so everyone knows here, we work with a lot of manufacturers. So I'm kind of coming at this from a different angle. But if you go to a restaurant and you order a steak, do you care how long the chef has been a chef? Do you care what type of plates he uses? Do you care that he uses the best type of pans or sauces or ovens? Does anyone yeah. here does anyone here care? No. I care. Okay, you're the Yo, one. Guy. Come on, man. You <laughs> go to a restaurant and ask them what type of oven? You ask them what type of plate? Are you serious? Did you ask them what type of A1 sauce they put on your steak? Because we all know you put a bunch of fucking sauce on your steak. That's right. We all know it. You fucking A1 it up. He did. We know you A1 that shit up. Well done on a paper plate. You know, my biggest thing is I think when people come for a detail i don't think they care about products training level of quality and i think that's tough but i would say this is that i wish people would come asking for brands more believe it or not and the reason why i say that is this is the only industry that i've ever seen where everything is a re-education every time you talk to someone and so Every time you, they don't care, and let's be honest, sometimes they don't care if you're putting on a $25 coating, a $60 coating, or a 600 coating, or a thousand, they don't care. They want the end result every time, right? You care if the steak tastes perfect. You don't care what the, the pasta, how it was made or anything. But I would really like more consumer education that makes detailers' lives easier and that's easier said than done because that's a, a much bigger channel to do marketing for for if marty wanted to go after and say hey i want to go target all the consumers in the world 
so that they ask for hyperclean by name. That's a it's a difficult task. Fuck yeah, it is. So, but I think honestly, you know, we know a couple of the companies out there. We could say them, but really, I think that is a big piece for me. Is like in the restaurant industry, you ask for the chef, or sometimes you might say, "Hey, I want that." what's called Verlasso salmon. It's like a brand of salmon that a lot of seafood people like. I would say if the biggest one that I wish consumers would more be interested in the brands that are being used in your detailing process or your coatings, or I think paint protection film is starting to break that. Personally, I see a lot of people looking for S-Tech or looking for Expel by name, just not seeing it in the as much in the coatings, as much as in the detailing. Yeah. So that's for a, me, that's I think really, it would. Chris, that's an interesting perspective that really nobody else would have. That's very unique. So why do you wish that that would be inside of detailing? Because I know when Dustin Stanley gets 60 form submissions on his website, that even though the website still has to convert for him and still does a great job, he still probably has to sell a little bit on the phone. <laughs> oh, so you think that if, okay, okay, so let's follow that trail. So you think if the customer knew about the brand and they knew that the detailer used the brand, you feel from your perspective that that would increase that detailer's uh, sales? Sales, conversions. I mean, the less that you're on the phone or have to sell a product as part of it, if you come in pre-qualified, Right. All Dustin uses HyperClean. I like HyperClean. HyperClean's great. It gets what I'm looking for. Dustin doesn't have to sell as much, and he spends less time on the phone, less time on the submission, and can get the job done. And he can go to the next customer just as quick. So, I'm just saying in general, I think a lot of guys have to re-educate their customers, and I think that's. I think a lot of times it's easy and a lot of times they don't give a shit, right? They don't really care. They want one year, three year, five year, but it would be nice if the brands did leverage for the detailers themselves. That's all. Oh, so yeah, I love it. And it is interesting. And I thank you so much. Let's, let's toss this back and forth. There's, there's a way we call it. We say we toss, we play catch or we play ping pong and we toss ideas back and forth. So let's toss that back and forth because, you know, I had a conversation years ago with Jason from Rupes, his biggest deal of with quote unquote detailers is well in other parts of the country that Rupes deals with, they're all about a system and it's the Rupes system. He says, the biggest problem that Rupes, quote unquote, and listen, don't don't throw this out. It's like you just if if you want to get Jason's quote, contact him directly and just ask him. This was a conversation that him and I had. This is no, there's no shots. There's none of that. This is just a conversation. Right. And and the issue was that the American detailer doesn't do a system. They don't. Other countries do a system and they'll buy this one company all the way through. But the American detailer doesn't do that. They actually will pick and choose based on what they think. Different companies have different good products. Maybe one company does better in this line. And 
another company does better for this. And so they'll pick and choose between. So if that is the avenue for the average detailer here in America, I guess walk us through then why you think that we should all want to have one brand that even HyperClean, I don't, you could probably go around the room. I don't know that I've ever told anybody that you should only use HyperClean. No, I, I don't think you have. I, I'm just saying, I think people are converts to certain brands because they, right now, the current industry is like a consumer won't use you because you use IGL or use HyperClean or use you or this because there's just really no consumer great education of why to use certain brands. It's all kind of perceived at kind of a detailer level. And I think there's advantages to that. And I think there's disadvantages to that, but I think. Um, all right. What are those advantages and disadvantages? Because I'm going to think that most of the brands might say that for a reason. Um, what you're asking, what's the advantages or disadvantages of what? Of, of what you said, like different people will sell to different people. Um, different people sell to different people. Okay, um, my bad. I, maybe I didn't translate that right. So if everybody has uh, different ways of doing things, right? Like you said, like uh, here's one system here, here's yep. one system here, but maybe not every American detailer falls into one system. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just, you know, I, I'm not a detailer. I'm just more of a marketing guy. And I could tell we're, we're losing a couple people. Their, their eyes are starting to go up and down. I would just say in general, where I was going with it is obviously you guys as a detailer know what works best for you, right? And what you like the most and what makes you the most profitable. It would just be sure, sure shit nice that companies would feed you a lot more leads from the manufacturers you align with. Mm. Um, and I don't think a lot of them do that very well because it's tough for manufacturers. I think it's very expensive to do that. It would be extremely expensive to kind of go after, but I think honestly, the key to success, and this may be me speaking to Marty personally, is, you know, if you can develop systems of where people are funnels and you drive off leads to that, man, that can be pretty powerful. And I think that's why Ceramic Pro has always been successful is that absolutely they, yeah you know they, absolutely they're a lead generator they're the a lead generator we all know that it's yeah. probably not the best product in the world and you know you've always promoted hey and then you, you saw what a couple of weeks ago they cut all the detailers out and started selling direct to all the leads that they gathered no i didn't <laughs> yeah they did no. Yeah, they yeah, put they a, actually they direct. started doing social media posts where Adam Cote was starting to show people how they could use ceramic pro as a DIY yeah. and completely cut all the leads that they took from everybody oh. completely cut them all out and said, we're going to sell directly to those people. You brought us leads. Should have been a different brand. That's Absolutely. A great, that, that was, that's a great way to piss off your entire dealer network. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So do they sell like their actual like bronze yeah, listen, man, bottles? I'm not, I'm not yeah. involved with that company. <laughs> I can only go off of what they put know, on social media, man. But like, I, I don't had, know. I've, so I don't use C, C Pro's actual bottled coating, but I've played with Sport a little bit, and Sport is some of the best spray. Absolutely. 
protection. Listen, it's not about their product. Their product's great. Yeah, they got good products. That's why they've been in business so long. They got good products. It's just about what we were just saying. You can have companies that will develop the leads for you. And then what did they just do? What did certain companies that were going to do windshield protection and all this stuff for everybody inside of the industry? Two weeks into the pandemic, they went, oh, we're going direct to customers. Great. No problem. It's not an issue of that they should or shouldn't, right? This is not a business discussion of if they should or shouldn't. Should they? Yes. Where's a massive majority of the industry? It's in the DIY consumer, right? What Nick just put out on a recent episode, which we've said when we brought out distribution is great. We understand that's where the overall industry is headed. So why do they people, why do companies who fed off a detailer for so long, why am I and why am Nick and why am others so agitated? Because I have bloody knuckles. I have scars from detailing cars. I have years of being in the industry and I zero intention of cutting other people out that do the same thing that I do. I have zero interest of cutting them out. But many other companies have tried to cut them out and gone direct to consumer after they built up their business off of the backs of professional detailers. And then they go, yeah, that was great, but now we're going direct to the consumer. What we say is, yes, there's a massive part of the industry that is viable for direct to consumer. And so why don't you be a part of it and go into your car shows, go into your car clubs, go into all your local industry and be the specialist for that and distribute hyperclean. Very few people will ever give a detailer. Chris can abide by it. He doesn't know the exact issues and I'll never call him to the carpet on it. But we all know the massive amounts that most people would have to pay for having distribution of a national and global brand to sell their products at a local level. It's a massive, massive number for me. When I looked at Carbright, it was over $40,000. Now, today, we're hearing numbers way above that to be able to distribute a national and global brand of car care products. So why do some people then just cut everybody out and make such a high and not, and then they go straight, right? So what we've done is we've allowed the opportunity at a low entry point that people can take part of what's happening in their industry, what's happening in their local area. All these other companies are now saying, fuck you, and they're cutting you out. But we're giving opportunity. Joe Klein, you got your hand up. Yes, sir. So I'm with you, Marty. Um, We don't all keep, you know, have one brand where we get every single thing from. Yeah, most Um, people don't. We don't, all right, because I got a glass cleaner that I like that comes in a spray form called Sprayway. Okay, it's a cheap one, but I could do headliners. With oh, Sprayway is great. Dude, Sprayway's awesome. You get it from Sam's. Yeah. yeah. So, again, Marty, you don't say Hey, it. No. Joe, so listen, if anybody wants to know who makes the aerosol that they're using, there's literally only, I think, three aerosol companies in the U.S., and borderline two that are major players, the number one player that does most aerosols in the entire country is Spray Y. 
most companies will private label spray away. And if you flip over the, the bottom mm -hmm. of the, the aerosol, you'll see the way that the numbers are written. Companies have that. their numbers written in different fonts and different inks. You'll know who makes what product because there's few people that can actually make aerosols in the United States. You'll find out who makes what aerosol based on the, the font and the style of number that's written. Wow. That's awesome. I'll All right. So <laughs> let me finish my statement. That's what I was getting at. 90% of 100,000 chemical distributors and makers and all that stuff, how many people actually make silica dioxide? It's few. It's few, but we all got uh, ceramic blow, we all got hyperclean, we got PNS, we got all these different people that make it, but SiO2 is only made from so many companies that sells it to you. But what makes hyperclean great is because you don't cut corners. I had a company that will cut corners for budget. I couldn't give the same detail uh, quality sometimes depending on how they cut the chemical, right? So with to do Mr. Uh, detailer, my detailer roadmap guy, to answer what I believe is you just want to see a brand that makes it easier versus these guys saying, hey, what brand, what brand, what brand? But 90% of all of us have the same products just with different labels on them. And then I'm going to add for the ones that are, are achieving, like Chemical Guys, Ceramic Glow, and everything else like oh, that, gosh. it was market, market, market. Wow. That's how I am as a detailer. I keep learning so I can so I can actually achieve what the customer is asking for right now because I learned it. And I make a lot of noise. And when somebody challenged me, I back it up. That's what you are doing with HyperClean. You're backing it up because nobody can talk about Ash. your quality. No, we started doing ceramics in 2016, years you before so many others. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I wasn't trying to be combative. I was just trying to be. Uh, uh, oh, no, 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 that was a good point, Chris. That was a good like, point. Yeah. Chris, bro, don't back down. This is what we do. We decided oh, we're going to We, we throw out me. thoughts and we <laughs> drink beer and we talk about them. I got yeah, a 25 back down. MTE. Yeah, He's going to smack good. me. No. no. Good. <laughs> I, I no, just, absolutely honestly, not. I think it's better for the industry if they came in more educated and brought you guys more leads, you know, because I think it's a lot of a lot of on you to do okay everything. so chris what about this do you i mean let's and we you, can you all have that an amazing hyper clean site that just is no just let's so i get it so i get it we don't do that we've had people ask us especially about distribution hey do you have a distribution map right like it's 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 perfectly it's an understandable thing right like when you search for something you like to know if if you can grab it right or what does the map look like it's Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, do you really think that brands are gonna do that? Or fuck no. Fuck no. It's so expensive. Fuck no. <laughs> or or I don't know. I mean, is there some on... solution that you guys could kind of try and work out to where it helped give detailers some leads? I don't know. Is that probably I a better a way of doing it? I have a solution. Obviously, these brands aren't going to spend millions every year to take out Super Bowl ads and bring us leads for their product, right? Well, fuck them, because 
They're not going to do that. They're just as cheap as the rest of us who run a business. Not yeah, cheap. We should do. That's, fuck, you just said Super Bowl ads. That's not about being cheap, man. That's a that's but, a big. Well, budget. I know, but I mean, if you're a company like Frick, Marty. if you're a multinational company with tens of thousands of customers, they give you five hundred bucks every month. I think one Super Bowl ad for what a million and a half. Come on, you can run a 30-second ad that's going to generate a ton of <laughs> no, business. You lost it, Lucas. You lost. No way. Well, no hang way. On, stay with me here. I have our solution to this, okay? Why don't, instead of that, why don't we do something where we have a group of detailers who run businesses, like, I don't know, uh, the IDA or some kind of like national conglomerate of de- detailers where you pay an organization a monthly due, and one of the benefits is that they generate just... Uh, you know, a generalized detailing ad to that something to the effect of local TV ads or local radio, local internet ads, campaigns like that, that just says, go see your local detailer. And then it benefits everyone regardless of, you know, brand or whatever, since the brands aren't going to help. Why don't we do something where we make our own organization dedicated to generating us leads and getting us in front of more eyes. That one episode we did, Marty, I said that they need ads. Dustin's been waiting patiently, but I'll just say this is that the IDA is and has launched. And I, I'm going to screw this up, but I believe it's a website called Find My Detailer or something like that. That is coming out of people who are IDA members to find certified detailers. That's more map based than anything than the old website. But that's awesome. Uh, yeah, that's that, something that Nick. Uh, Small. Nick that just put out. Big. You have hold to search on. for that button. Okay, hold on. But that's awesome. That's something. I mean, I'm glad to hear that they're doing. And I don't mean that this isn't a shot, but I'm just we're glad to hear they're finally doing it. It's finally. something we had said to them many years ago. Chris, I'm sure you have. I mean, there's there's a lot of people inside of that organization that have also asked to do that. So that's big. Right. News. It really is. And that's why I wanted to come back to it. That really is big news that they're they're going to do that because rightfully so. I mean, the, the ultimate way for us as an industry to grow. And if we're going to have an association or we have somebody that quote unquote represents is like, ultimately we need somebody, which is, I think Chris, to your point, somebody somewhere, somebody has to start getting more into our industry. Ultimately is what I think you said, right? Like, whether that's detailer using the roadmaps, whether that's an association, whether that's brands, ultimately what our industry needs, which somebody had said earlier, talking about car washing, I think it was Scott, right? You talked about car washing. Ultimately, there is a division between people that go, I can just run down the street and get a car wash. And the Car Wash Association, Chris, is massively larger than the detailing association (laughs) the car washing industry is well trillions times larger than the detailing. i don't know i mean there's a big reason why there's company that people have mentioned that they started and their dad gave them a company built off of a car washing business they use those car washing products to make detailing products and we rave about them so All right, let's dive into the tab out question of the night. Derek from DJ Detailing, what is the tab out question? All right, let me pull this up. So, last two ones that did car related questions. This one is 
more of a lifestyle question. So, brushing your teeth or changing your underwear? What? You have to give, you have to give up one. And which one would it be and why? <laughs> Repeat, wow. please. Nice seeing you guys. Oh, all right. Over the years Brush. dealing with spinal stenosis, I've actually cracked three teeth. And this past week, I had to go into the dentist. And amazingly, I have one under warranty, and it was completely covered. Wait. So the expenses that go into your teeth, I'm going to go. I'm brushing my teeth every Brush day about my underwear. Like, <laughs> babe, I'm sorry, but this costs a lot more than stinky underneath because down, i can take a shower up. yeah like, oh, what's there's plenty of sprays i can spray up underneath there right i'm yeah. good to go all right dustin west virginia is it what is it is it underwear or is it teeth cleaning i Derek, it's west virginia man it's the mountains <laughs> i mean come on man what are we gonna do here i'm brushing my teeth man I oh you are it. i thought it was I, the other way i get too much money invested into my teeth so uh you gotta take care of them yeah but dustin i mean what is the average customer i mean <laughs> let's say there's 20 teeth in somebody's mouth the average west virginia customer how many do they have <laughs> 20 for the whole I, state I, I guess few but i mean dentures pays pretty good so you, you get somebody that you know that doesn't have any teeth i'm telling you the, the dentures man them insurance checks, you get tracking down. <laughs> Dentist opens your mouth, says, "Man, we ain't, we ain't got much to work with here." Uh, and they, they just they just start counting thousands. So, woo, that's awesome. All right, Lucas, I'm giving up. I'm giving up brushing my teeth again. Another one. Well, we're three yeah. for three, huh? No, no, no. I'm giving up. Oh, you're my giving teeth. up brushing yeah, I'm your defecting. teeth. Yeah, they're. There's other ways of getting your teeth taken care of than brushing them, but you can't. If you're one pair of underwear, Eric, look at that! Look life, at that! He went with some uh, mouthwash. He goes, I'm I mean, washing my undies and I'm throwing on. in some mouthwash. One pair of underwear for the rest of your life is a bad idea, no matter which way you slice it. You can, you can like, you can take a napkin and rub your teeth, slosh some some liquor or something in there every once in a while, but I mean. Come on. Chris, do you remember those sprays that we used to, what was that spray? It was that little small aerosol spray that we all used to spray in our mouth for a little bit. Do you remember that when Banaka. it came? Banaka, yes. Yeah, yes. see? Oh, I mean, Marty, God. Marty, listen. No, Chris, so, I didn't hear it. I was still talking. What was it? Banaka. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if uh, we've all had an accident at some point in our life, right? So if you get a shit smear in your underwear, you're telling me you're willing to live with that for the rest of your life. I mean, you can wash it, Lucas. He didn't say you couldn't wash your underwear. It got to him. But still, you're going to rewash a <laughs> pair of underwear. Lucas, that you has never a said you did. Here? Come on, man. You're telling me that you never did one of those. You never been like, oops, that went a little bit much. I mean, oh, no, I'm, I'm bit too curry, much too much. You know. year, but that my <laughs> underwear goes right in the trash. I, I mean, I'm not turtle, turtle. shit. Marty, I, I have to say one thing. So I, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I actually, I got, I, the, my original tab out question was, uh, was brushing your teeth or wiping your ass 
you have to pick one. And I decided oh, not that's a bit much. <laughs> I decided <laughs> not to do that. Yeah. Lucas, Lucas no, that's a bit much. Like, Dang, <laughs> Derek, it yeah. could have been not using toilet paper because if anybody I... travels to Southeast Asia and different parts of Asia, <laughs> listen, don't ever shake somebody's left hand. There's a reason for it. Talking to somebody that was telling me that, I was like, Whoa, yep. Uh, Southeast Asia, they a lot of times they'll put their left hand right here in their chest, and it's a term of endearment, right? They're accepting you in and they'll shake your hand, but at the same time, it's respect of hey, this is my left hand, and here's my right hand, I'm offering you the, the clean hand, <laughs> right? Fucking crazy, but. First world. That's that's what we get. We're first world. They're not like it. It it is what it is. So, all right. Uh, listen. When I would go in places in Malaysia, we would buy toilet paper inside of their public restrooms, because if you didn't, there was a little, little bucket and a little valve, and you just kind of washed your hands and then wiped yourself. Oh. You didn't if you didn't. So. <laughs> Derek, this tab out question went really fucking crazy here. All right, Scott, what about you? I'm, uh -oh. totally, I'm going to continue to brush my teeth. All right, good call. I'll be honest with you. One of the biggest things I have a problem with is yuck mouth. I can't stand talking to somebody that has terrible breath. Mm. Doesn't, doesn't take care of that. I can wash my underwear. I can go commando and wash my jeans. I'll figure it yep. out. Yep. I'll brush my teeth. I mean, come on. Who hasn't gone commando once doing a detail? Now, we got a little shape afterwards, but come on. Who hasn't done it? You're by yourself, Marty. Wait. <laughs> Goddamn, Chris. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Cooking with Nick. I'm with Marty, dude. Joe, go. Nah, go away. Like, <laughs> I've done it, but, like, look, I've got a bidet at my house attached to my toilet. Oh, I've got a man. I, I would ask what that, but I'm not. I'm no, not. Gonna. It's, it's the best $30 investment I've made in my whole life. I've I, heard I it is. Just everybody, please go get one. It Let's ask Chris. Chris is shaking his head. Chris just said no, it wasn't the best $30 oh, investment he no, made. Uh, you Chris, don't know, it wasn't. Dude. Okay. Chris, you had to return it? <laughs> I'm just shaking my head in general. I'm like, <laughs> I'm sure. Those little legs hop Uneducated up on that toilet and have dog. a good time. You <laughs> don't even know. What's You're not admitting know. to your investment, Chris? What, what? Listen, I would take the commando route as well. Whoever brought up that idea. I think that's, I think that's <laughs> just, the best part is, is you can start with black underwear and as you bleach it over the next 10 years, it becomes oh, white and then you just wrong. go commando. It's like Chris had it figured out, Derek. We didn't even get to it. We still got a couple more. He's already got it figured out. <laughs> That's awesome. Again, I've spent so much money on my teeth. Like, dude, I can go commando for however long. I can wear the same underwear for however long. I've got the top tier hygiene routine. Like, I'm not worried about it, but my teeth, yeah, I'm worried about it. I'm going to keep that shit straight. Love it. Love it. All right. Ben. There I am. Um, I would have to go with uh, continuing to brush your teeth. 
uh, one of my exes was a cardiovascular technician, I believe she was, or was a technician, tech something, uh, technologist, maybe, I don't know. Um, but she was saying that um, your teeth health and the plaque on your teeth will affect your heart. Oh. Something to do with that. Like the, the two are connected together. Hmm. Yep. That's interesting. Yeah, I've never heard that. But not all that. So I'm going to go with uh, brushing teeth and uh, do whatever I can to keep my single pair clean. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Supreme, Kevin. Uh, so I didn't hear the for life part at first. I'm sorry. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely going with my teeth still, you know. Um, all day, your teeth are like the vessel to your whole body, kind of. You know, whatever that intake is, your whole body's getting something from it. You know, you got plaque buildup, you're done. So, teeth all day. Listen, plaque buildup, you're done. You, you might have been in the wrong industry, man. <laughs> I've seen plenty of detailers with plaque buildup for days. Yeah. Right, you're clean. I've been out there in Florida doing training. You've come oh, out to the boy. shows. I'm telling you, some of those people, I'm like, whoa, that's some plaque right there. I mean, you got like <laughs> oh, wait, or teeth. Some are plaque color, and some are you know regular color. I'm going oh, with teeth. Oh, listen, Joe, hold on. I'm my bad, man. I was letting Kevin go on, but oh, okay, man. Kevin, you're done. Joe, I was saving you for the last because. All you need, you've been on where you had the lights off and your teeth are the most prettiest of anybody in this for community. Joe, you have the best teeth, so we knew which way you were going. (laughs) They're pearly whites. How do you keep them so pearly? Um, my dentist told me my teeth were jacked up, so I got to come every four months. Oh <laughs> wow! I never thought that. I mean, I'm telling Better you, right? Like, I thought you had the best teeth ever. That that was our sales pitch. So I got to go every four months. <laughs> so, mm. You know, it is what it is. She do you do whitening strips, or do you do the like, you know, the little thing where you sit in your mouth? Do you do anything like that? No, I wow. I've never done any of that. And I'm actually my teeth about to start shifting because I'm I'm missing some in the back, so they're starting to shift. So that's wisdom why tooth. Your wisdom tooth? No, it's not a wisdom tooth. Um, it's just a regular tooth that my mom pulled out when I was underage. And yeah, <laughs> my mom just oh. no feeling. Was it? Listen, listen, dude. Oh, I used to no. love to pull my kids' teeth oh. out. Chris, I'm sure loves to pull his. Well, maybe I don't know. I I do. Then my favorite was once it was finally loose enough. I finally got to accomplish it, and it's the put a little fishing line on the on the drawer, and then like. Put a little fishing line on the kid's tooth, tie it up, slam the door, boom. Does That's anybody ever tooth. done that? I'm telling you, it works like a charm. That's the front mm. teeth, though, right? Oh, I don't remember what tooth or what tooth. That was many beers ago, man. Many beers ago. I got a message earlier of, hey, Dad, can you buy me some Converse? I got to dance this weekend. Mm. And I go, yeah. cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So... Yeah, man. I, I don't. That was a long time ago. <laughs> but it worked. I remembered. I got teeth out, but I don't remember which one. <laughs> all right. So your teeth all the way. Yeah. Teeth. Well, I since you said my teeth are nice, I think I got some years before they get bad. So I could go with my draws. But 
it's I'm I, my teeth got to stay. So I'm not taking that risk. Teeth it is. <laughs> I love it. All right, Greg, are you with us or I know you your videos off, but sometimes you're in and out. Nope. All right. Derek, what about you, man? What's what's your answer? Well, not to be dirty, but I'm a sweaty man. <laughs> so I'm brushing my teeth. Cause if I if I if I keep the same pair of underwear, I'll be told I'll be told to go. I have to sleep outside because I just they're gonna my underwear gonna get crusty. Yeah, I might have to go commando eventually, then it's gonna start going through the shorts and then the pants, and then it's like, you know what? It is time. I'm just gonna keep my teeth clean as much as possible. Cause uh unlike Joe, I'm the guy who goes to the dentist once a year, gets yelled at, but uh, and then I get all the stuff and stuff, but I don't I gotta go a little bit more. But I, I if I went if I had no underwear, I would never be allowed to go anywhere again. They're like, Derek, get out of here. Like, you're terrible. Listen, Derek, I was the dentist this week and I heard the best thing ever. It's under warranty. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I go, what? Hell yeah. Well, I basically had part of my reasons for having crowns is in spinal stenosis when I was going through it years ago and really trying to get my muscles back. I, you would grip down. The muscles would all tighten up so much that my, my jaw would grip down so much that I fractured three teeth. That's how hard I'd grip down. Apparently the other night when I didn't have my mouthpiece in, I did it again. And I chipped one of those crowns that the lady, when she was cleaning it goes, yeah, I have seen this every once in a while, but I don't know. And then the dentist come in and she was like, it's under warranty. I go, definitely. (laughs) Of course it is. Finally. Right. You know, one of those like, hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks so much. Great community pub. Chris, as always, man, thanks for hopping in and spending a little time with us. We really appreciate it. Dustin, always great to see you up there in West Virginia. We know that not everybody has teeth up there, so we understand the way you went. <laughs> Lucas, man, uh, we're looking forward to that VW, seeing the next uh, the next vehicle that you got. Uh, you'll uh, see something soon. No. Yeah. You're about to become a Dodge truck guy and have multiple Wrong. broken down VWs in your driveway. Wrong. Oh, we're looking forward to it, man. Looking forward to it. Scott. Right. Good to see you, brother. Thanks for hopping in cooking Let's with Nick. That. Go check out what he made tonight. It's it's underscore grooms. You got a final look for us, Nick. Yup. <laughs> what do we got there? Ooh. Oh, mm. Mm. Ugly, but damn it, we, no. it worked. I'll eat it. I'll, I'll yeah, that's right. No, it's like organic pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Artisanal. Well, you know, there's Art- there's there's times where you go, I'd hit it. And you go, I'd eat it. You know, there's both. Right? I get it. Uh Joe Clean Man, glad to see you again. It's been a couple of months. Uh glad to see everything for us. Well, yeah, at yeah. least at least Weeks. over a month, man. It's great oh. to see you, man. Great to see you. Don't put me in from like Canada. That. I know it's getting cold up there. It got here about 34 degrees the other night, so I can't imagine what Canada's like. Kevin from Supreme, great to see you, brother. Derek, great tab out question. Greg, maybe one time we'll get to uh, chat with you. Thanks for always being in. Guys, what a great community pub. We'll see you all next week. Community. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Community. Community. Hey, this is Marshall. <laughs> that was a super fun community pub. A lot of great information there. And I'm curious. How happy are you? Interesting question, right?
How happy are you? Take a look at yourself, mirror, life, however you want to do it. Evaluate. How happy are you? One to 10 scale right now. How happy are you? How much happier do you want to be? Well, we're going to begin to venture through that over this fall inside of the Pines and Polishing Podcast and the HyperClean community on the HyperClean Specialist Group inside Facebook. So come be a part. Thanks so much for listening. And I'm excited to hear about how happy you are. And over the next months, how happy you're going to be. This is Marshall. And I hope you make it a great day.